Today's episode of The Live Wire is recorded live from Dean Baker at SoCali Sound Studio in Fontana, California. Live Wire is indeed brought to you by Stryker Adamantium Claws. Colonel William Stryker says, keep it metal. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the folks. He's a live wire though, ain't he? podcast where you don't have to be a geek to listen, but it sure as hell helps. I am your host, Mark Simon, and uh, joined with me today is uh, Matt Biller returning. Good journey. Yeah, and then we have a special surprise today. Um, one of my best friends, my uh, roommate, and my uh, head of sexual life partner, as well as the sound engineer of SoCali Sounds, the dude that makes this all possible, uh, Dean Baker. Say what's up. Just made me cry. Oh, oh he's crying. <laughs> Now this is going to be a special episode because we do have Dean Baker on, and like I said, this is the Live Wire, the podcast where you don't have to be geek to listen, but you know, kind of fucking helps. Um, you hit the mantra twice. Are you getting sponsorship, dude? I am. I actually get paid when I say that. <laughs> is that fuck you? By myself. Oh. And um, Dean, why don't you tell them what your favorite comic book is? I don't have one. Lois Lane number two. Oh no. <laughs> you don't Dean have is one. not a comic book fan. Nor is he a frequent watcher of movies. Nor does he have a television. He also lives in a rock by the sea. Fish out of water. It's more of like a garage. A garage <laughs> by Montana. the sea, I'm sorry. So this is going to be fun. Hell yeah. I have a little fish out of water. And to get, uh, to get you all used to who Dean Baker is a person, we're going to have a non-movie aficionado try to explain movies to a movie aficionado. Oh, God. This is going to be hurtful, isn't it? It is. So to start us up, to get our, <laughs> to get our feet wet, you know, kind of break the bread. Yeah. I'm going to show Dean some movies right now, and I just want him to try to explain them as best to his abilities to you. Right. Okay, Dean, so you know the rules. No actor names. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Sick. So here's the first one. Uh, so the Big Lebowski. Movie. Yep. Okay, see? <laughs> next one. No, this one is um, aliens, I guess, come <laughs> and are stuck in a spot. If it's alien, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's All right, aliens stuck in a spot. Go ahead, give me one. Yeah, look. they're stuck in a spot, and um, it's like this one dude gets bit or some shit or eats something wrong or something, and he starts turning into an alien. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Like Men in Black. Really I mean. got, <laughs> Come on, you got more detail. Than There's got to be more detail. That's a lot of B flicks right there. But it sounded like Men in Black. Yeah, right? it could be almost any movie from the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm trying to think who the, the evil bug. people are. Evil people. There's like bad people in it. And they eat something. Sure. You know, you're slimming down the options for him trying to guess the movie real bad. If I have to give Matt Biller a free point Well, me sitting on here my just show, guessing is horrible dead air for your podcast. While, while the okay. listeners are screaming, It's the thing, you fucking idiot! I wish it was a thing. I wish Dean had seen the thing. <laughs> if Dean didn't watch any I've of John Carpenter's magnet pieces, like... We would probably be a lot better off. Ghosts of Mars. Am I going to have to reveal this one to him and move on to an easier wait, one for you? Wait, I think I have a key element. Okay. <laughs> it takes place in Africa. Africa? Is it Africa? It's like one of those places. Or is it like a... 
Directional Africa? Indigenous, androgynous, whatever those words mean. Keyword on like okay. directional Africa? I don't like know. a compass, maybe? God help us. I think it's in the big little continent of Africa somewhere. Like phone a friend in South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Okay, I'm gonna have to give this one. Do you do you have any fucking idea, Matt? Uh aliens in South Africa is all I got. Close. District nine. Oh shit, okay. I should have known that because it's a Blomp Camp film. I really don't blame you for not knowing. You didn't really throw you a lot of bones there. Let's see if the second one is even better. Aliens is shit. <laughs> you said, like, in a dystopian society, aliens are slowly colonizing refugee camps. I'd be like, oh, District 9. If he had the ability to do that. <laughs> we'll move on to one that's a little bit easier. One that one of the movies that Dean actually has seen and frequented for quite some time. This is fun. Down right there. All right. So there's this dude. Yentl. And Sorry. now he's another dude. And. He doesn't know he's another dude, so he beats the shit out of a bunch of people. Uh huh. Which I guess is himself too, beating the shit out of himself. I don't know. It's really okay, confusing. The thing movie. about this movie is we don't talk about this movie. There we go. What it is, it Matt? That's it's Fight Club. I had to throw you like a Thank free God. spot and bingo. Yeah, I felt like that was free parking right there, but that was that was a good way of describing it. You brought me in a little more than aliens in South Africa. You yeah. You may pass go. You may collect five hundred dollars. This one. Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> let's see if Dean can pull this off. This is actually, Dean, this is one of your favorite movies. Could I label that? Yeah, it's pretty dope. So let's yeah, hope yeah. you can describe this one, for the love of God. All right. All right. Pootie Tang. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you? Know, you know this one. Yeah. Give him a shot. If I remember it correctly, two dudes start selling drugs, pushing drugs real hard. And so does, like, his mom or some shit. No, she starts doing Weeds. drugs. No, that's a TV no, series. No, no. And she's... She's taking a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, they're taking heroin, and so is this girl. And at the end, they go ass to ass, it's pretty tight. Oh, um, God. He loses his arm. Damn, dude, fucking... If you get the director's cut of Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> then you really fucking see yeah. some of the shit they couldn't put on cable. Even cable <laughs> TV. Do they put straight ass to ass at the end of Requiem for a Dream? You don't see penetration or nothing, but there's a lot more shots of that ass to ass. If you haven't seen Requiem for a Dream... Ass to ass, ass to ass. Yo, we're gonna get a pound of pure, Jim. You got, you got ass to ass to look forward to. That is probably one of the most disturbing movies I've had. It's the, the best anti-drug film I've ever seen. It'll yeah. definitely make you feel like you just came down off of some kind of drug. I wouldn't say the pleasure of having seen because it wasn't too like too much of a joyful experience. I'm walking down the stage, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's very creepy. <laughs> All right, so now you got a bit of a scope of who Dean Baker is and. How he That's pretty movies. good. Let's do a final one. A final one? Yeah, it was something with really cooks. Uh, let me pull into the backup. Let's see if he can pull this one off. This is one that I was like, I don't know if Dean can nail this one. This is like the bonus round. But you said you have seen this movie. Or do you want to do... Let me show him his other option. First or second? Probably the first. The first? You think you got a better grip on that one? Yeah. Because how you did on the first one, and I don't know if you can get this one. No, he came up. Yeah. All right, go for All that right. one. So you got The Godfather Part Three. Bingo. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You got you got dudes on a different planet <laughs> taking oh, no. place in another spot. Oh, I don't know. God. And they find aliens and shit. Oh no. So they find these aliens and shit. Mm. And then they find another alien, this big ass white alien, and that motherfucker's like a Greek god looking motherfucker with these big ass eyes and shit. That shit's tight. <laughs> And he gets sucked up with an octopus, I think, and then they fuck, and then it makes, like, that main alien. And once they make that main alien, you know, that's the start of a whole other fucking alien, you know? Wow. Can you get, can you get that one? Because I think I, I... Obviously, I gave him the fucking answer to begin with, but I feel like 
Like Dino maybe Baker News says Prometheus is tight as fuck. Prometheus is tight as fuck. <laughs> with those dudes on that one planet that's in another spot. As soon as he said a fucking planet and an alien, I'm like, oh with, no. With that big white Greek motherfucker. We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw one more. Let's throw that last one I had stuck in the pocket. But his Greek head was tight as fuck. We have he to. Was, yeah, it was yeah, a tight as fuck Greek head. Just because those last three went pretty well. Maybe we shouldn't have started with District 9. I guess that was too difficult. <laughs> yeah, just throw, throw him that one. All right. There's people. They thugs and shit. And then you got <laughs> this robot that is like, you know, straight edge cop and shit. But he gets shot in the chest with a fucking rocket. So now all of a sudden he's a badass because he gets brought to life by like his co maker and shit like that. Yeah. And. It's, pre- it's a pretty biblical movie. I don't know. When I watched it, I was like, "This is pretty badass, dude." Like, it's like scientifical, but like scientifical in like a in a a believable way, you know. Like, I don't know. And it's um, mm. trying to think of some better shit to say here. You got like hoods got fighting like, to try to get this money, so they want the robot <laughs> so they can use it to get the money. You got these hoods you know? trying to come get this money. Damn, uh, you're kind of all over the place. But yeah, I know. my heart says RoboCop. Uh, no. But uh, you know what? That's not a bad guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking drugs and someone get hit with a missile. And it's about the hoods robot? mainly and hoods trying to you know and the fuck mothers. Okay, okay we can throw this out there. It takes place in another directional part of Africa. Fuck, yeah. oh, I'm not again. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, oh wait, that's what Tokyo Drift. That's yeah. I don't know how you confuse confuse Tokyo Drift with what we just. Uh, is it South Africa again? Yeah. But you, you just broke the rule right there. I hope Damn he, it. Luckily, I don't think he heard that. I didn't hear him. Okay. You have any guess on this one? A chappy. No. Um, <laughs> you said, all right, South Africa again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're dealing with hoods uh-huh. and a robot. Uh-huh. And they get the robot when it's a baby so they can teach it, you know, what the fuck it is. Like, yeah, they bring him up. They, oh. they raise him. A robot? Yeah. Oh, my God. Who Damn, was I'm, an ex-cop? I might not have seen this. I might beat myself. I'm not sure. I got. I don't know. I I'm going to beat you because you literally just said it. I did? Yeah, <laughs> like you, you just named the movie. You're like, da-da-da-da. Huh. No. Um, but really, what was it? What was it? Just take take a step back or two. Like, retrace your verbal steps. This is going to be such a great Hardcore podcast. Hardcore number one gangster, fuck mother. <laughs> fuck mother. Fuck <laughs> mother. Fuck mother. I said it? You said it. Oh, Damn, you're going to get after that? That's Chappy. It's Chappie. It's Chappie. I haven't seen Chappie. You haven't seen Chappie? No. What a douchebag. You haven't seen, in my shit. opinion, <laughs> no. in my opinion, That's one of the, like, the greatest AI movies. I couldn't wait to see it. I love Neil Blomkamp's <laughs> films, dude. And people, I fucking love uh, Charlotte Copley. People hated that movie, too. And it makes me sad as a sci-fi fan because I love that movie. And I thought it was one of like, the best takes on artificial intelligence. It looked to me like when Short Circuit meets Scarface. It kind of, yeah, fuck mother. <laughs> and I might have, you know... Need to see that. No, I want to see Chappie. It's on my list. Dude, see Chappie. I'll see Chappie. Anything yeah, by Neil Blomkamp is, is is worth watching. Well, uh, what was that one with Matt Damon and the fucking Paradise? Elysium. Elysium. Uh, yeah. Not a fan of Elysium. I like that. I was digging that. It, it looked cool. really cool. I yeah, love the visual cool. effects and everything, but the story, I was like, eh. although I must say, it's a very good movie because it does show the reconstruction of a head that exploded. Remember yeah. that? Okay. That's impressive. The guy's head blows off, and they're like, no, let's uh, put it back together. Oh, with this yeah. Was it, that was fucking <laughs> Was it the, guy, the, the guy who's the main guy from District 9? Yeah, Charlotte Copley. Okay, He's the villain him. in Elysium, and he gets his head blown apart, and they reconstruct it. Yeah, it's modern good. science, dude. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it was a pretty trippy movie. Just, the uh, story didn't work. Okay. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I got to ask you guys something I've been wanting to start these podcasts with. Yeah. Go in a circle. What have, you, what have you guys been reading this week? Start with Dean. 
Have you read anything this week? Yes. What'd you read? Dude, Marcus is protecting the printed word, and I respect that. Dude, you gotta stay literate. Mm. I mean, I don't want to sound like that douchebag that's on the YouTube videos, but you gotta read at least a book a day. Leave Brittany alone? Oh, him. Yeah, okay. You should leave Brittany alone. <laughs> that's a whole other story. It's a whole other. Brittany's era. had enough. <laughs> but, um... What, you, what, on, what, what have you read, Dean? Oh, book-wise, nothing. But, like, I read, like, articles But you, stuff. But you've read some words this week? <laughs> yeah, I did. I read some words. What'd you read? It's like about EQing and stuff, how to like make my mixes even better. Dean is a sound engineer. For those of you wondering why he's reading up on this shit, thanks sound. to him. And thanks to him, we have this podcast in the first place. Oh, that's sweet, man. It is. It is sweet. You really need to stop sucking my dick. <laughs> I do that off camera. Okay. okay. So that's it. You heard about some EQs? Yeah, it was literally like it. Good for you. I, I'm glad you read something. Um, Matt, yeah. what have you been reading this week? Your fucking Facebook posts. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I've been entertaining you this week. No, your Snapchats are funny too. Um, no, what have I actually been reading? I am, I've started Preacher. Um, I actually find myself orbiting a lot of comic books right now. Ever since I got... Uh, I'm not getting paid by these guys, so it's not a sponsorship thing, but there's a website called Comixology. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Which just... acts as your fucking comic book Kindle. Mm -hmm. And they have it formatted perfectly for... Uh, tablets, cell phones, iPads, what have you, and so I haven't really picked up a, uh, I feel terrible saying this, but convenience dictates I have to, I haven't picked up a, a fucking paper comic book in my hands <laughs> in quite a long time, because Comixology gives it to me all digitally, and I live in a house where our storage is spent, mm -hmm. so if I keep getting comic books and fucking books, even trade paperbacks and put them in the shelf, our place is going to burst at the same I know this because of your, your DVD giveaways that oh, I've, I've so reaped in the rewards of. You ever seen that in your life? Someone has to just give out stacks of DVDs? Yeah, for those of you who know, Matt, Matt hosted an uh, Oscar party, this, this very past Oscars, and I walk into his, in his, into his house, and to the right of the door, there's a fucking monumentous mountain <laughs> of just DVDs. And it says take yeah. as many as you want. It's like One-Eyed Willie's treasure, but with and, DVDs. And yeah, it's not. It wasn't just DVDs. You had box sets yeah. and special edition versions. I remember I grabbed in. I took your special edition Scarface. Yeah, those are like door prizes. That was fun. Yeah, I grabbed. I grabbed the Boomstick edition of Army of Darkness yep. from you. I grabbed. Uh, you had a Kevin Smith collection. Mm -hmm. I grabbed Mallrats from you. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad you're re you you're reading issue one of Preacher this week because we're gonna touch yes. on that very soon. Yeah, very I'm, soon. I'm on the I'm on book one, the trade paperback, so I'm probably on issue four, but uh, it, it cooks, it moves right along. It's just it's just like one of those '90s comics. It, it reeks of '90s comic. Yeah, uh, 1994. You know, yeah, it, it moves like the crow from time to time, and I find a lot of familiar rhythms between between uh, Garth Ennis and J. O. Barr. Mm -hmm. But between the com, I'm reading that. Also, I don't know if you know about it, there's a series right now depicting the final hours of Superman. What do you mean, right before he, um, during uh, Doomsday? No, 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 this is now, this is present time, the new 52 Superman. Oh, okay. And it's jumping issues, it goes from Action Comics to Batman Superman to Wonder Woman Superman, back to the Superman 1 title and all that stuff. And basically, he's dying of like a certain Kryptonian cancer, and so he's saving as many lives and doing as many goods as he can. And is, is this before they're launching Rebirth? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like telling you what's going down. Yeah, yeah last, makes, last moments of Superman. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, well, well, I completely, that's pretty cool. Well, I completely support what Comicology is doing, just because I like I love that it's probably going to make comics a lot easier for people to get a hold of and to read, which yeah. is a total fucking plus in my book. Yeah. It makes me sad to not have something in my hands, dude. Like I need to turn a page. Like I, feel I need. That. I really do. Which is also with that combined with. Uh, 
my Amazon Prime account is actually beating the shit out of my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't pay just like four bucks for a whole volume. I gotta, I gotta fork out the whole twelve over twenty or thirty oh, yeah, depending on the volumes. Yeah. I, I gotta have them, dude. I'm the same way. I I I, uh, I can't really buy one without the other fourteen. Um, as for me, what yeah. I read this week, I read a lot this week. I'll narrow it down to two books because they're both by the same author, an author that I'm getting really attached to right now, which I'm probably going to go back and track and buy all this stuff. The first one is um, volume two of a comic called Sex Criminals, mm. which <laughs> it's about this chick who figures out that after she orgasms, she can stop time. But she can only stop time after she has an orgasm or climaxes. And she finds this other guy who figures out that they do the same thing. So they they fuck. This is right up my alley. Stop time and then rob banks. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Yeah, and I'm on volume two and it sounds really fucking weird, which is uh, what should get you to read a comic in the first that's place. That's cool. And it totally is, but... It's written by Matt Fraction, who is just a god. I mean, this thing, this comic, it does really well at breaking the fourth wall. And when you take a premise like like fucking stopping time and robbing banks, he really takes that and completely runs with it and makes it something like, like okay, I'm totally reading this right now, and it kind of makes sense. Mm. But it's really good. But he also wrote this other one called uh, it's, it's O D Y dash C, mm -hmm. which is the Odyssey. Oh, I got you. It's yeah. a sci-fi reimagining of Homer's The Odyssey. It's a gender, oh, it's a gender-swapped sci-fi space version of The Odyssey. That sounds kind of cool. And it's it's really good. That's what I read this week. Odyssey, right on. Um, I know a lot of you are itching to hear about X-Men. <laughs> I know that's why a lot of you might have come to listen today. So I put all that bullshit ahead. <laughs> that was some bullshit. So you had to listen to all that. And I'm going to put some other shit right in front of that, and you're going to have to wait. Because I want to talk about something I've been excited for for a very, very long time, and I'm talking about the drop of the first pilot of Preacher. Sweet. Now, Preacher, of course, is a 1994 comic written by Gareth Enos. Garth Enos. Garth Enos. I'm sorry. Come on, man. By Garth Enos, who's written, he's written um, comics like The Boys. Um, he's written the, I think, the entire Punisher Max series. Yes. He's um, he's written issues for um, Hellraiser, which is Constantine. Hellblazer. Hellblazer. <laughs> Poor Clive Barker's like what? Like no. And they finally, after all these years, they spearheaded a pilot with Seth Rogen. Yeah, him and Evan Goldberg, his writing and producing partner. And, you know, I never thought they'd actually be able to translate this to page because it's something that you could only see go to Netflix and in maybe triple X video. It shows how fucking dope it is that if two people become, like, big in Hollywood, have enough pull, enough money, they can go, dude, let's make something we fucking love from our childhood come to life. You smoke enough weed and, and read enough comic books, you pretty much be able to do anything as long as you have the money to do and it. And birth preacher. It's like, if I ever got fucking tons of money, I'd talk to my partner and be like, let's bring Johnny the Homicidal Maniac onto uh, Showtime or something. Yeah, it's like, all I, I ended up seeing the pilot back at WonderCon because they showcased it there, and ever since, I've been, I've been just fucking waiting for this thing to hit AMC. Nice. And uh, I made Dean watch the pilot before, and Dean, I know I had to like drag you in by your ball sack to make you watch that. <laughs> yeah. But like, as someone who has no idea what the comics are and no idea what the fuck you're about to watch, what do you think of it? 
That was pretty dope. Stab people, fucking shot people. It's pretty sick. Yeah, there was a lot of. It was pretty bloody. It was bloody. It was like it showed a lot more gore than I'm used to on TV, or that I at least that I've seen. It was pretty cool. Oh, when he broke his fucking arm. That was tight. Yeah, um, I would say spoiler-filled, but Matt hasn't seen the episode yet, so I can't really delve way too Not into being too spoilers. Much, but basically, for those who haven't, don't know what the hell Preacher is. I'm reading the books. So. Yeah, we're reading the books. I've read, I've read all six volumes, all six six issues, as well as all the uh, the one-offs and the side stories. And did um, you read Preacher Book Zero based on this TV series? Book Zero. Uh huh. You mean the one they released with a different cover? No, no, it's a tie-in. It's a prequel that takes place right before this pilot. Why do I know about this shit? <laughs> no, I didn't read that, but now I'm going to... You'll find it. As soon as this ends, I'm probably going to go read it. But um, Preacher is about a preacher. And there is an entity called Genesis, who is the fuck child of an angel and a demon that ends up breaking out of heaven and going down and possessing this preacher whose name is Jesse Custer. Oh, that's why he's having those flashes of the angel and demon having lots of sex. Lots of sex, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry if I spoiled no, comments no, for you. No, 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 it's kind of answered the question. Yeah, that's why. If you, if you wanted to explain all the demon and angel fucking, that's totally why. All right. <laughs> and it goes down and possesses him, and uh, he figures out with this knowledge, I mean, this entity possessing him, that God has escaped heaven. He, like, as soon as he figured out that this, sh- this shit broke loose, he's like, fuck that, I'm abandoning the ship. Hmm. And Jesse Custer uh, discovers that God has left heaven and is totally fucking pissed about it. And you know what? He's, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hunt down God and make him pay for his crimes against humanity and for him um, basically leaving heaven and yeah. just saying, fuck this job. I had no idea of any of that shit. <laughs> I know. They, yeah, the first episode doesn't really tell you much of that. No. Does it help you out a little bit? Does it make you maybe like it a little bit more? It made sense as to why that guy exploded. <laughs> yeah, you gotta know why people are just exploding for no fucking reason. Keep on yeah. keeping on, man. Once you start a show, stay with it. It's hard to get Dean to stick for any show. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite show? It's uh, Wilfred. Wilfred, that's just yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you know what? That was my favorite show <laughs> until I saw the fucking ending, and then I was like, fuck that show. That's what a lot of people said. It was like an acid trip. It was like I just got stuck in a really bad trip where I was just looping over and over and over again. I'm sorry, Wilford made you sad. It did. I used to love weeds, and then it lost its fucking mind. Yeah, that is a tragic story of a, of a TV show dragged on for too many seasons. Yeah. yeah. There's um, actually a really good article I read on Facebook yesterday that says, watch these shows, but only watch them up to these seasons. I saw that same one. I think, we, I think Weed was in there. Sons of Anarchy was yep, in there. that's right. Lost was in there. I don't agree with it, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime, like... Dexter. Unless you go into making a show with, like, okay, I'm, I'm bringing you this full six-season arc. Yeah. Like, I have plans for every single thing that's going to take place. Like, then, yeah, go do six, seven seasons. That's great. But if you come in there with, like, a, hey, I got this great idea, like, give me a season. Yeah. And then, like, you're fi- you finish that season, they're like, we want more. And like, uh, well, I didn't really fucking think that far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have a show like Weeds drag out, what, seven seasons? That's seven seasons, yeah. And there's only three viable ones. Yeah, and same box. with Sons of Our Anarchy. I mean, you can only make a biker gang really so interesting, which I'm, I'm sorry if some of you out there are really big Sons of Anarchy fans. Uh, you're fine with me. I'm watching yeah. it. I might piss some people off with that. But, like, you can, only, diehards, you can only stretch that shit so far. Yeah. But luckily, a show like Preacher has 66 issues to pull from. Sweet. And from this first episode, you know, Fun it all... They're, yeah, they're, take, they're taking their liberties with this. I mean, they're definitely not going in chronological order with this, and they're definitely... The thing is, and I've said this before, 
as long as you're true to the characters of the comic book and what those characters' intentions are, change what you gotta change, man. Because you can't you can't directly um, translate comic yeah. books into TV or movie. They just don't work that way. Yeah. And the sooner people realize that, you know, just just keep the the intentions of the characters true. Yeah. Come as close as you can, but still maintain your cinematic integrity is what I say. Yeah, there's only been a few things that I've seen as spot-on interpretations of comics. And mm-hmm. if you don't agree with me, tell me right away, but Scott Pilgrim oh, yeah. is one of the best comic interpretations I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the movie's off its ass. I love that flick. Yeah, and obviously the most recent Deadpool mm-hmm. is one of the most spot-on comic adaptations yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, they nailed that feel and the look perfectly. So it's hard to get. So, you know, you kind of got to take, you gotta take your liberties with it and take it how... You think you want to go, regardless of when you're making anything based on comic books or graphic novels, you're going to get some flack for it. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as the diehard fans, if you win them over and they they can protect you, like diehard fans, like I'm a diehard fan of Preacher. It's probably one of my yeah. favorite comic books of all time. And from seeing that first episode and seeing the changes they made, or even, even fucking race swapping one of the characters and moving shit around chronologically, as a diehard fan, I'll protect that episode. Cool. Right on. Because I... I love it. I can't wait to get into the show. And really I can't. Fun. I can't say that for as many things as like, like I fell off Walking Dead for the longest time. Yeah. As a big fan of uh, Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead series, like I fell off Walking Dead the show mm-hmm. after they started turning into soap opera. And once again, I know there's people out there that probably fucking love The Walking Dead. Yeah. I just. You like it? I mean. Yeah. I don't read the books. I'm staying just with the show. Good. If you don't, you'll love it. That's, all That's the show with Daryl, right? Yeah, that's the fucking Daryl show. See, yeah, it's the Daryl. It's the Daryl and Rick show. <laughs> hey, at least you know Daryl. Just a good old boy. I saw him in, a, on the, in the movie Vacation, and I was like, hey, where did I know they get from? Yeah, 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 that I just saw sense. The vacation. list of fucking movies that you end up watching, and you bring me like, oh, I ended up seeing this. I'm like, you'll fucking watch this, but you won't. <laughs> I'm forced to watch most of the movies I watch. It yeah, took me fu- watch it took me fucking like, like two, well, not two years, the movie wasn't out, but like it took me a... Longer scale of time than she would have been necessary to make you watch Star Wars. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Why? Which one? Force Awakens. Oh. I don't know. It's just I felt like I was watching every Star Wars thing ever made again. But you, know. you don't watch any Star Wars anything. I've seen huh. them. I've seen parts of them, and I'm like, yeah, it's the same shit. <laughs> same places, same people. I don't give a fuck. You can't say that. You haven't watched these episodes all the way fucking through. Like you. Fuck em. Like tell me. <laughs> like tell me. What, tell me what Return of the Jedi is about. Oh, uh, which one's that? You no, don't wait, even know wait, which one it is. If you could give me, if you could give me like a who's in it type of deal, I could tell you what happened. I'll tell you who the fuck's in it. Like Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo. Is it the first of the prequels? <laughs> okay, see, Second, how third? can you say that you fucking? Because I've seen them. I just it's don't like every other <laughs> single one I've seen. But wait, what? Which one is that one again? I don't. I don't know. I just don't give a shit. So if you just tell me which one it is, I could be like, oh, I remember that. And one. then you got to go and shit talk my boy Kylo. <laughs> Fuck Kylo, man. Okay? Fuck that guy. He's gay as fuck. He's not gay as fuck. He's hidden in the dark. He just needs to come out. It's acceptable. It's fine. He's okay. <laughs> he's not okay, dude. He's a conflicted character. I, I get it. He's gay, and his dad left him. He's not, he's not gay, okay? Kylo Ren is not a homosexual. Okay. He has he has very well-maintained hair, but that's about it. Uh-huh. He uses L'Oreal. Uh-huh. Give me that. Like, But having, like... Like, great hair doesn't make you homosexual. He has that mask to cover up the fucking girliness in his voice. That's not why he has that. Yeah, he does. Do you want to help me out here, Matt? I can't. I'm still going off him going, well, tell me who's in it. I'll tell you the fuck's in it. 
Okay, like Kylo Ren in my mind is one of the strongest like force users to like face Star Wars. Oh, no, yeah, I get it, but it's like Taekwondo, oh. like unless you're in a fight, nobody gives a fuck. Does he know we do a podcast called Because It's Star Wars? Yeah, I think he does. I, I don't think he cares. I'm sorry. I've never been a fan of Star Wars. If I said I liked it now, oh. I'd be a hypocrite. No, dude, that's not that's not blasphemy to me. I mean, fucking Star Wars to me is such protected stock that I love it when people rip it to shreds. I think it's fucking hilarious. Sweet. Is there anything from so. Star Wars you enjoy, dude? <laughs> you can't yes, be touched. Yes, there's one explain. thing that I did enjoy from Star Wars. What do you got? Darth Maul. And he was only in it for a fucking little bit, was, and I never yeah, saw him again. Right. There's no denying them. We love Darth Maul. He was yeah. badass, dude. Lord Maul was, was fucking. fucking I didn't even have to hear him talk; just his face. We like, hadn't seen sick. as Star Wars fans who grew up on the first three movies and loved them and knew them back and forth. We haven't seen anything like fucking Darth Maul when yeah, he yeah. came out, just badass. Because think about the Jedi's you've seen in the original movies. You've seen a young kid who's learning. You've seen an old ass man. Then you've seen a fucking half mechanical dude, Frankenstein sort of dude. Mm. They're all wielding lightsabers. Yeah. You never seen a young, nasty, fucking evil dark Jedi pretty in their yeah. prime, just knocking people left and right. So I mean, I remember when we first saw Darth Maul and he started fighting. We were like, dude, slow, slow down. This is kind of scary. You're gonna. Fu-. And then people start punching each other. It's like, whoa! It's just lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, like like Dean, if you really if you really like care. That. About Darth Maul, go watch the Clone Wars. And I know, no matter how many times I tell you that, you're still not going to watch it. I could bring it to my room and shoot the episodes on Netflix, and you're probably still not going to watch it. I mean, I'll be there. Just know <laughs> just know he's there. And they give him some sick-ass spider legs. This is true. Because, you know, they cut him in half. Remember that part? Yeah. Where he gets cut in half? Yeah, it fell down the well. It wasn't a well, but okay. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> no, I'm falling and I need help. I'm gone again. <laughs> Yeah, they they in the Clone Wars they find him and they give him well he gives him to himself kind of but he's got these sick ass spider legs. Dude. He's like an arachnoid. Hmm. I would check that out. Well, I doubt you will. That's probably won't. Yeah, but, no. yeah it's, it's great. You know, I'm interested. Try to like fill me with some t- sort of confidence that you're actually going to watch this. False hope is what we call it. Um, all right, let's give the people what they want. Um, oh God, I almost died. X Men Apocalypse came out what two days ago? That's right. Two days ago. Short and simple. Matt, how'd you feel about it? Just give us a quick before we completely dive into it. <sighs> um, I love the X-Men movies, man. I think they're awesome. They're character-driven. This one's no exception. Um, they're swinging for the fences. It's big. It's epic. It's two and a half hours long, but I found the pace was good. Um, all the characters you know and love are there. Um, none of the older generation, though, this time around. It's all the young bucks mm-hmm. that were established in uh, First Class and Days of Future Past. Um, it's good. Apocalypse the Villain is really, really cool. Um, Olivia Munn, who plays Psylocke, I love her. They didn't give her enough to do in the movie, in my opinion. I mean, I know that's a very important fan favorite to a lot of readers out mm-hmm. there, and I thought they kind of eye-candied her, and I'm, which is fine, because she looks great, but at the same time, it's like, dude, fucking flesh out Psylocke a little more. I dug it. I really liked it. Uh, it shows the franchise does need some fresh storylines, though. Mm-hmm. It's a very cookie-cutter concept. End of the world, an apocalypse, nuclear, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, you know... In fucking Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers 2, they wanted to blow up the sun. This follows some of the same principles, and I'm like, don't ever use that movie as your template for a script. Yeah. Uh, I dug it. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Dean, did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, because this is about to get really fucking weird. <laughs> it's all right. Because I kind of invited Dean on this show to disagree with me, and uh, 
I, I say it when it comes to Matt, I guess I was getting real fucking sick of agreeing with him all the time, but I didn't like I X-Men. You didn't like it? Uh, I didn't really like it. Okay. So this let's is, get it. Let's 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 dive, sir. Okay, you want to dive into it? I yeah. I feel that the whole like let's destroy the whole fucking planet thing again. Yeah. Like I'm just getting real fucking tired. It's of that. lazy. I I've seen it a million times. It does. How how can I mean? I think it's amazing that Hollywood filmmakers have made it so the prospect of the end of the world is. <sighs> Yeah, like, oh, everything's, like... <laughs> like, we live in a world now, like, okay, this movie, I think, in my opinion, could have worked really fucking well way back in the day. Right when all these comic movies are coming up, and, you know, like, this movie could have been a fucking powerhouse. But, yeah. like, you, we're in a world now where comic movies are so, like... Like, Civil War just came out, dude, and they didn't have to threaten you with the destruction of the entire world, the entire universe. That was, just, like I said, like a whole two and a half hours of pure character-driven story. Yeah. And then you have stuff like Deadpool, which just came out, where that's like, like what, like you said, it takes, it's practically three scenes they stretch out the whole, the entire movie. Yeah. It, it all it has to do with is one character and his, you know, progression as a character. But because you see the personal investment that him and the villain have in each other, there's something tangible there. You know, it's not a CG world coming apart at the seams and us going, oh no, the humanity. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like they might not have planned out how they want all these X-Men movies to go, because I think it would have made way more fucking sense to bring in Days of Future Past after Apocalypse. A lot of people say that, yeah, the timeline for them, especially involving Age of Apocalypse, is, is skewered. Well, because you have, you have after, okay, the end of First Class... Like what happens? They say they stop a nuclear war, basically. Yeah, and they're on a beach in Cuba. And then they're like, "Okay, we're scared of mut mutants. We should destroy them all and make Sentinels." I think it may would have made way more sense if you look at the ending of how Apocalypse ended, where the whole fucking world is in shambles, buildings have been ripped to shreds, probably millions of people dead. You have like a, a mutant launching every single nuclear warhead on Earth into mm -hmm. space. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, "Just as we're beginning to trust mutants again." Yeah. Like, you should have done first class, then Apocalypse, and then after all that shit happens Apocalypse, then you come in with the the theory to build Sentinels, like, hey, these fuckers are out of control when you take them out. Right. Because how are you going to follow Apocalypse? No, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I know where, yeah, where are they going to go after we, we're about to destroy the whole world? Are they going to be like, okay, we're going to destroy the whole world again? Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's actually a good point. I'm wondering what, what's the collateral damage next. Yeah, like, when you, when you go with that as, like, kind of the first thing to happen like you can't use that as a plot device anymore you can't go like okay well <laughs> this big villain's coming and he's about to destroy the whole world yeah because so you're saying they writ themselves they writ writ themselves they wrote themselves into a corner no yeah. bet you money they remake the first ones well they've already oh, done it geez. this is like the second time they're like yeah, hey, we're this, this is pretty much the remakes oh damn <laughs> but like and I mean, you know they're gonna go to Mr. Sinister next, right? Yeah, if you watch, if you watch the end credit scene of X Men, which I was surprised when I was in there, is because everyone just walked the fuck out, like, <laughs> like as if, as <laughs> if we're, yeah, as if we're not Come like on. trained now to, to stay sit for credits. And wait for the sting. Come on, Dean, you walked the fuck out. I mean, I don't I expect you to pee. stay. You had to pee. <laughs> yeah. Is that why when I walked out of the theater, I saw you sitting against a wall? Oh yeah, because I didn't give a fuck. Or you I'll, just, or you just fucking tired of it all? I will yeah, piss my did. shorts. I watched that movie the post credit scenes. Yeah, and like I, and watching, yeah, they, they bring in Essex Corp, which of course is the um, company ran by Mr. Sinister, yeah. which could, if they bring, if they take that, they could they could definitely make some momentum with it. Mm -hmm. But another problem I had was with just the pure waste of mutants in this movie. Yeah. Meaning like... Ju Jubilee, dude! Didn't do anything. Who's that? Didn't Actually. do anything. Jubilee went to the mall. You know the agent That's right. the jacket? She, she no, took, uh, you don't remember her. because. Nightcrawler. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, she was in the car with the, with the, with the dude in the, in the blue guy. 
Yeah, the dude in the blue guy. Um, <laughs> but like, the, no, no, you were, no, you're no, totally you're right. right. That's cool. But like, they yeah, didn't, they didn't throw her a fucking bone. No, she they didn't. Took, they all. said, oh yeah, we had scenes of her using her powers, but we cut them from the movie. Yeah, I was gonna tell Val that's Jubilee, but at this point she'd be like, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw a video on uh, YouTube where they're like, stop trying to make Jubilee happen. Oh god, that's fucked up. And then I have another problem with the choice of the four horsemen. Oh, a lot of people did. Yeah. I feel like he's just showing up and he's like, ah, I guess I'll take you. I just bet you. I'll take you. Instead of like literally like going and trying to figure out, find some people, he's like, oh, you you happen to be here? It was a little quick, wasn't it? Yeah, like, oh, them fast. I'm glad you were here. Like right like right place at the right time, or yeah. in, in their case, wrong place at the wrong time. No, right place at the right time. Secret, how it unfolds and all that shit. See, it, wasn't it, very good, it wasn't very good for them. The Four Horsemen, it's, it's destined no matter what, so wouldn't it make sense that he just finds these people? You would, you would nah, think... Nah, because he came to Earth not knowing shit. He had to educate himself slowly. Yeah, well, he just tapped into the computer. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Lilu from Fifth Element. It's yeah. okay, I know everything. What's yeah, going on exactly. now? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I thought it was too fast, the assembly of the horsemen. Yeah, and the horsemen just kind of ended up being these, like... like we got nothing to do. We'll join you. They end up being lackeys. Yeah. Taken out quick, shoved shoved in the corner. Like, you wasted the angel. Because isn't he supposed to send them out first to assassinate, and then he shows up later? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what the fuck is up with, like... Apocalypse always needing the sun to do shit. I don't know if he's fueled by photosynthesis or... <laughs> is he Kryptonian? Yeah, I mean, does he need the yellow sun? <laughs> but it, he always kind of has to have the sun in order for it to go down. Yeah, probably because his main, um, you know, his main prologue takes place in Egypt. And I guess we figured out that when Professor Xavier uses loses his hair, his hair loss, I guess it's good... It, it happens due to, like, premature conscious transfer. That's right. That's actually the cause. Like, that's how he loses his hair, is he loses his hair by, like, you know, a failed body transfer. Can you can you save this from the negativity, Matt? Can you please? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I I really, I dug it for being a really good entry in the, in, in the series, but it's showing signs of tiredness, that, and that story was one of them, and, um... You know, it, it's for a movie that was almost three hours long. It seemed in too much of a goddamn hurry. I had problems with editing as well. You'd get scenes of about two and a half, three minutes with the good X Men. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get the jet. Blah. Cut to apocalypse. Soon we shall rule. Cut back to the other X Men again. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? What's I? What's your plan? A Bond villain would have spilled everything by now. What's mm -hmm. what's going on? Um, so, yeah, there were some parts that didn't quite work, but like I said, for me, X-Men is character-driven, and every actor is on their game in this. Every actor is fun to watch, um, except for some of the, you know, mishandled characters like Jubilee and stuff like that. I'm yeah. saying Psylocke. the actors they, right, the actors they put up front and center, I mean, fucking James McAvoy is great, charming as hell, Michael Fassbender's the oh, perfect always goddamn Eric Lancer. Uh, for I was worried that Jennifer Lawrence would actually look like she was phoning this one in, but she didn't. She did a really good job as Mystique. I, I, I like her a lot. Um, who else is there? Um, Storm wasted completely. Yeah, I mean, did you really like it? Especially with the reintroduction of Storm, like you probably should have given her a bit more. Yeah, that bit felt more like time. very, very tying up loose ends as fast as we can. It, yeah, it, they used her in almost the same use as they they threw Psylocke aside. And I thought Storm was African, like. And not not straight up. They they played her as Egyptian. Yeah, I thought she was more like exotic Africa. You know. Yeah, she kind of so. is. I mean, yeah, in the comics, you even have her marrying King Chala. Uh, right there, Black you go. Panther. Oh, Black Panther. So, um, 
I mean, Oscar I, Isaac as Apocalypse uh, d did a fair job with what he was given. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot. As he much as, as much as he is and, given, yeah, I mean, for a movie called Age of Apocalypse, I feel like there wasn't even Apocalypse was never that big of a threat to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it, it, he's more like, like, a, like you said, it would cut to scenes of him like we're gonna we're gonna rule. Yeah, we know, we know, dude, we we know. Okay, you launched a bunch of nukes into space. I thought those were coming down. That was a nifty concept, though. I like what he did. He's like, I'm just disarming the whole world. That's the first thing. Yeah, because do. that speech. That's one thing that I really like. That, spe that speech he gave. He's like, no more swords, dude. No more yeah, arrows. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, I'm taking away everything from you. Yeah. So he just launches all the nukes into space. You remember that, Dean? Yeah. It says you can fire as many missiles at the stars, but you'll never touch God. And they yeah, just so sit out there in space. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of yeah, cool. very. Uh, but uh, in the end, I would think. I mean, I hate to get real, like try to apply realism to a comic book movie, especially when movie. But wouldn't <laughs> Good luck. wouldn't that like completely contaminate the entire Earth if you have nuclear fire above the like entire atmosphere? Like Pro probably would cause a problem. I mean, like too, fuck yeah. greenhouse gases. <laughs> I mean, you, you start firing some some nukes yeah. in the air. I don't think you're gonna have a very very good. Might cause an issue or two. Yeah. Dean, what do you like about the movie? The whole ge geometry thing is probably like the only thing. Geometry oh, and the thing. really corny shit that Jennifer Lawrence kept saying. Like what? Geometry. Like, fuck, what was one of them? She's like, you got your war plane. Let's go, Let's go to war. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. And then what was the other one? She said at the end of Magneto. Yeah, I, think, Magneto. I think you started busting up laughing yeah. in, my, in the seat. Because that was fucking funny. She's like, I'm going to go fight for what I have left. Are you... <laughs> like, are you recruiting your new army? Like, what the, I don't know. It's it fucking good. funny. Like, it's some good shit. But then, like, how Magneto, like, it showed how his power actually works. It works in, like, little small geometry, you know what I mean? Like, it builds off of, like, how an atom's built. Like, you have something small rotating, and yeah, that so you like get a bigger oh, one rotating. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like, if you looked at his hands and shit, his hands actually had shit going around him, and then mm -hmm. around him is another field, and then around his field is another field. Yeah, yeah. You know, the mag the magnetism pretty... in his power, basically. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. I was like, God damn, the visual effects on that were tripping me the fuck out. Yeah, then you had that sort of that chain link fence around him that yeah. they were trying to push through, and you can mm -hmm. see it. That, yeah. that was kind of nifty. Yeah, they actually incorporated magnetic fields into how he was, you know, using his powers. Yeah. Right. And that Quicksilver dude, man. That's that's okay, that's what I, what I want. Say. Yeah, let's, let's all, let's all get to that. About the in what my opinion so. is probably the best scene in the movie is, it um, is. is uh, they give Quicksilver a classic scene again. Yeah. The, in, the, in, the, in, um, in Days of Future Past, what song was it they set it to again? Oh, jeez. It, uh, it was another uh, real soft sort of 70s thing. I don't remember which one it was. Well, because, yeah, in, the, in this one, they said to Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. It was perfect, too. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to, uh, it's, it's killing so me that I can't remember the, the first song. I know the listeners are probably yelling at it through, through their radios right <laughs> yeah, now. exactly. But, yeah, this scene was flawless. Uh, uh, much needed picking me up from a very serious movie. Yeah, it feels like a huge blast of comic relief right in the middle of the, of the movie. That's true. Yeah, you can't even describe it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm literally trying to think of ways. It, I, I'm trying to think of ways like there's... Like, like, fuck, I can't really... That's a like, good spoiler, too. You don't want to let that go. No, I That's mean... That's a really... What happens? Holy crap. Yeah, go see... Because he just kind of shows up, and then he's like, oh, shit's going down. I better stop. And he handles it. And, and I like it, because, then, yeah, in the, last, in the last one, he's rocking, he's rocking the Pink Floyd shirt, mm -hmm. and now he's rocking Rush. Rush. <laughs> he's, walking, he's rocking Rush. Yeah, I'll look up the song. You keep talking. Okay, cool, yeah. So they did that, and, oh, another thing. Um, when, they first, when they first came to grab Angel... Um, Apocalypse when they first come to grab Angel. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean, do you remember what song was playing? 
Oh, I fucking Oh, uh, yeah, that was Metallica. Dink a dink a dink a dink. Motor breath. It was Motor breath. No, it was, it was the Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were yeah. playing the Four Horsemen yeah. of Metallica, and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, fuck yeah. That and was yeah, cool. And he's just kind of in there on, on the... Uh, on the risers, just getting drunk, and that that gave me a lot of promise for who, how they might have used Angel throughout mm -hmm. the movie, but then like he just starts, he just gets tossed aside at the end, pretty much, just like Psylocke. I mean, you yeah, know, all the two. horsemen just sort of sit there. It sucks. Yeah, at the end, uh, Psylocke just kind of pops up, like, oh, we uh, we lost. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'll, I'll be over here. Yeah, and she kind of like looks on and menacingly, and then left. Yeah, they they leave it open for her to show up again, which is cool, but it it, it just sort of is a little hackish. Yeah, I mean, she, Olivia Munn didn't really have much acting there. She's like, okay, we need you to stare, real angry or menacingly, just trying to just trying to look real threatening. <laughs> and I don't know if uh, that scene with Magneto at the beginning, if his daughter was supposed to be Scarlet Witch. With, oh, I with, see what you're with, saying. For without the yeah, without yeah. them actually actually mm -hmm. saying. Because that's one thing I'll give to Fox. Is they won. I think they won the battle with Quicksilver. Oh God! Without a fucking, without a question. Yeah, which is one. Yeah, I think I mean, Marvel kind of yeah, uh, ad admitted it, and we're like, we're gonna, we're gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're like, yeah, UK Fox, you can have, you can have Quicksilver. We're gonna keep Scarlet Witch though, and I kind of feel like they, Fox kind of hinted that like. Time in a bottle, Jim Croce. Was that what it was? Time in a bottle. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> But I feel like they kind of did. They kind of gave it, uh, gave a nod, like, "Hey, this is Scarlet Witch," because yeah. she started calling her the crows, mm -hmm. and they were gonna kill her. Right. Was it just me, or every time that blue dude showed up? Apocalypse, Nightcrawler, the Magneto, Beast. Beast. So a lot, lot of, lot of blue a lot in this movie. Blue a lot of different shades the of blue. The fucking blue purple guy. All right, the guy with the fucking dreads. You know, <laughs> Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse didn't have dreads. Well, whatever, man. Those are cables. Those are part of his. I don't know what the fuck they are, actually. I can't really yeah. tell you. He needs to get his shit together. It's dreads. Locked up spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, some shit. But did it remind you of, like, a Power Rangers movie? That's a lot of the flack that... So many people That think. people were, like, throwing at the movies when yeah. it first came out. They're like, that's Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. No, I didn't even care about that. It just fucking, like, the way it was moving, like, it felt like it was a fucking 90s movie. Like, even when he got pissed, you know, and he started fucking shaking, like, that's some shit I saw in the Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> only the fucking Power Rangers move like that. You know who Ivan Ooze is, right? What? Ivan Ooze. From the Power Rangers? Yeah, the yeah, movie. You, yeah, the fucking blue, the dude with the drinks? Yeah, the dude with the drinks. We'll go with that. <laughs> but you're totally right. I don't give a fuck about that guy. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, that's the comparison. I, I could have sworn that's what you are going for. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's because he looked like a certain... It was literally the movement of the movie. Oh, like, okay. the style of the movie almost looked like it was from the 90s. It tripped me out. Was, oh, like, with the poses they were doing, maybe? They, they run in, the come poses, to a screeching hall, like, oh! Yeah, and then, like, the fucking <laughs> sudden moving, shaking shit. Like, it was, like, uh, it hmm. didn't seem so, like in-depth and new as, like, they could do. It seemed, like, fucking old. It was weird. Huh. How is it that they keep letting Cerebro fall into the hands of the, the enemy? <laughs> Cerebro takes a pounding. Well, they, they keep on, like, Cerebro keeps getting used. They're like, we have this whole thing that can tap into the minds of every human being on the planet. Like, yeah. maybe we should destroy this, because it keeps on landing into the hands yeah, of that's guys. Yeah, a good point. That kind of works against us. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, they did. Now device. they turned it into a fucking fighting thing. No, that's, no, that's the, danger the danger room. room. They're different. Uh, that's the danger room. Well, fuck Cerebro danger. is the one where Professor X walks in, he straps in his helmet. No, and yeah, I know what it is. I just thought he changed it because it like all blew up, and then later they were in that room. And it no, was, that, like, was, that was the danger room. They're from his uh, fighting simulator from the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, you see at the very end with the newly, the newly formed 
Those robots look nothing X-Men. like the thingies that I thought. You know, and the robots at the end come out. And the Sentinels? Do you actually know who the Sentinels are? They look pretty good. Yeah. They're yeah. the fucking things that, like, ruin the planet, right? I'm the cartoon. I'm thinking of the cartoon. You've, okay, so you've seen the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what Sentinels are. Yeah. Good. Those, Those are, are pretty good. close. Those are Sentinels. Yeah. That's that's their interpretation interpretation of what Sentinels are. Well, they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to fix that shit. They, they do need to fix stupid. that shit, but hey, that's what they're kind of... Doing two out of nine X Men movies where we have danger room scenes. Not bad. Could yeah. use more. Well, the uh, the well, which one was it? Was it Last Stand? Yeah. Where they gave us that really good danger room scene yes, with an opening. actual Sentinel head. Right. That was nifty. Okay. That yeah. That was good. Yeah. Let's talk about that Wolverine cameo. Dude. Insanity. We- Weapon X. Yeah. There's no Wolverine to be found. There's barely a Logan. That was Weapon fucking X. Yeah. No. No words. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like with the full with the full mechanical headgear on uh-huh. too, straight out of the comics. Yeah. When I saw him bust out with that, I'm like, yes. Yeah. And is that what your main problem with the movie was, Dean? Yeah, he was only in there for like five fucking minutes. I had a boner for like five minutes. To see it. <laughs> I swear, dude, I was the fucking Hugh Jackson pumped. boner. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, that was <laughs> the first thing that Dean said when he got in the theater was like, "I was like, do you like it?" He's like, "You're like, no." If there wasn't enough Wolverine. That's here. right. Like, fuck, dude. It's like the only reason I watched X Men. The first time I watched X Men was only because fucking Wolverine was in it. And then I didn't watch any of the other ones. And then that Wolverine thing came out. I watched that and that fucking sucked. That sucked. So out. then I was like, this has to make up for it. And it didn't. <laughs> Don't worry, there's still another Wolverine movie coming. That's right. And well, you're, because you're going to be on these things with me, you've got to come watch it. The cameo made sense. I thought they it was. It. it was. It I liked was a very. It a lot. And they yeah, kinda, it, was, it made sense. I just was pissy with him in there more. Yeah, he's just, he's just oh, sad. Oh, he's fucking awesome. He's a great character. Yeah, hell no yeah, yeah, and they kind of shown more on that animalistic trait of Wolverine, or it's that he didn't use words. He's like, right. Yeah, it was more in depth of like who Wolverine was, and not really like Logan. And he shreds motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah they really give insight. Just brutal. Yeah, good insight of how this this upcoming rated R Wolverine movie is going to be. Yeah. Which, if to make you happier, the next Wolverine movie is going to be rated R. Yeah, it's going to be Diesel, dude. It's going to be I know, I know you're stoked about that. So stoked. Because it doesn't really fucking matter because you have to come watch it with me. I'm stoked. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, uh, uh, one thing I liked was that... Uh, remember when they all go to the movies and they see Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put they, that in my review, some of the cheeky Star Wars play they have. In yeah, and they... Um, uh, Jean Grey says, because they're all talking shit on it. Yeah. And like, you know, they're talking shit like, oh, Empire was better. Like, they're, right. they weren't afraid to give it a dark ending. Yeah. And then Jean Grey is like, well, you know, the third one's always the worst. <laughs> kind of giving a callback to X Men The Last the Stand. Red dig at Brett Ratner, who made The Last Stand. Yeah, because as we know, Brian Singer did direct this, and Brian Singer directed the first two X Men movies, you right? Got it, yeah. Until handing it over to, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Vaughn. To who directed the, th- the last stand? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, no, yeah. no. Brett Ratner did the last. Brett Ratner, yeah. Uh, Matthew Vaughn restarted with X Men First Class. Sorry. Yeah, so he's kind of talking shit on the fact that he thinks his, you know, property was damaged with the last yeah. stand by saying, yeah, like, oh, you know, the third one's always the worst. That was cool. That was a big middle finger in the air. But then they had that heavy foreshadowing because, um, are, wait, can we talk spoilers in this? Yeah, let's draw the line in the sand. Don't, don't well, continue any longer. Don't. Okay. No, you. Yeah. I'm telling the viewers. From this oh, point yeah, forward. No, spoilers ahead. If yeah, I'm going to talk, here, spoilers here we ahead. Go. If you've seen the movie, good. Um, but the Return of the Jedi foreshadowing, I totally got that at the end of the movie when uh, Apocalypse, the Emperor, 
was holding up his dude by the throat, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and Magneto Vader was just Magneto Vader floating and looking down at them like, I should do something. And the whole time I was screaming, fucking Darth, do something already, man. Stop this shit. You know you're good. And it followed the exact path. <laughs> and yeah, so, it was kind of a little return of the Jedi, I'm, wasn't it? Yeah, I re- those were the two cool comparisons I got to enjoy. Is like, well, there's three because there's actually two Star Wars actors working in the X Men movies. But um, who? Hmm. Who? Which two? You have Oscar Isaac, who played Apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New, then you yeah. gotta go way back to the first X Men, where Ray Park played Toad, who also played Darth Maul. It really? Yeah, that's right. Why did I know that? I don't, I don't know. Toad is Darth Maul? That's right. Dope. Watch how they move next time you see that flick. You'll see a lot. Especially at one point, Toad gets a fucking bow staff. Watch him move with that, and you're like, there's Darth Maul. When that when that <laughs> when X-Men came out, which what did it come out first? Was it X-Men? Was that after um, Phantom Menace? Yeah, Phantom Menace was 99. X-Men was like 2000 or 2001. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, who's that, that Oscar Isaac guy? Oscar Isaac uh, played Poe in um, The Force Awakens. In the Force he Awakens. was the uh, X-Wing fighter. Yeah, and also, you've seen Ex Machina, right? I made you watch that movie, right? Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, that movie's badass. The one with the... Uh, the robot fucker. The other really good artificial intelligence movie. The bearded movie guy who runs the whole deal. That's yeah. Oscar Isaac. That's Oscar Isaac. The guy who does the really cool dance number. Oh, really? Damn. That's, that's, who, that's who plays okay. Apocalypse. He's becoming like a chameleon, dude. He is, and I, I, I'm not getting fucking sick of it no, yet. No, he's awesome. I he love Oscar so Isaac. roles, dude. He's Yeah, I see him as almost becoming almost like a Tom Hardy. Yeah. Of yeah. just that dude that you can throw in anywhere and he he'll he'll adapt to whatever you throw yeah. him. No, he's really good. so far he's played complete villains, he's played twisted psychopaths, mm-hmm. he's played complete heroes. Yeah. yeah I, he's, I, he's yeah, I think he's gonna become a, like a real powerhouse in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can like it's gonna point yeah, you can you can throw him in anything. I'll be like, Oh, Oscar Isaac's in it, I'll go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he brings him in. Yeah. And um we have at the very end, like I said, we got spoilers here. We get the another reveal of the Phoenix Force. Oh, okay, come on. That was fucking awesome. My theater went bananas for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> was, that was Brian Singer right there going, I'm going to show you Dark Phoenix. Just for a minute, but I'm going to show you what she can do. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty fucking cool. I got I to admit that. The guy behind me was like, do it. Let it go. Unleash the Phoenix. I'm all, yeah, man, that's what's up. <laughs> and then it happened. And the as much as I want to talk shit on that, I can't. I can't really talk shit on that because I just where they go. And uh, what's what's the name of that? Sophia Turner from Sophia Turner. Turner. Yes, that's Sansa cool. Stark. It, yeah, it was Sansa Stark. It was cool seeing her rock an American accent. Yeah. Just like I'm real stoked to see Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Kimber, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Cumberbatch, yeah. Kimberbatch, Smog. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see him rock his American accent in Doctor yeah. Strange. Um, it was funny though. My wife said because she was watching the movie with me that Sophie Turner was trying so hard to do her American accent. Sometimes it would boomerang. I heard, I heard it leak. It would boomerang around and just turn into hard Irish. Yeah, I, 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 I heard it. I think this is the first time she's tried to pull that off in, in anything. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen her outside of Game of Thrones. So. I, I haven't either. And it's it's co- it's cool seeing her in more of an empowering role instead of seeing her raped on her wedding night. Then you have two Game of Thrones actors in the X Men movies because you have Bolivar Trask, Tyrion Lannister. Yep. Now you have boom, Sophie Turner. Yeah, I'm sorry if I spoil any kind of game. Game of Thrones. No, don't do that. Yeah. I still can't talk about last week's episode, so don't bring it up. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Hold the door. And how many times do we have to destroy the X-Mansion? <laughs> how many times do they have to rebuild that motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That thing's matchsticks by now. I think it gets destroyed in almost every movie. Yeah. 
Except the first one doesn't get destroyed. No. Second one, it gets raided. It, it gets raided ransacked. and messed up a bit. Last Stand doesn't get... I don't want to spend too long. It doesn't get destroyed in Last Stand. I mean, I think and I think in the new universe, this is a second expansion. I may be, I may be wrong, but it seems like they just take every every chance they get to destroy it. Mm -hmm. And then in the next one, we're going to see another expansion because <laughs> they just they just rebuilt it again. Yeah, could be. I mean, what else, anything else you got to say about X Men? Um, it's got one of the baddest scores I've heard in a long time, and I have so much respect for John Ottman. That guy's amazing. Yeah, okay, it was a pretty menacing score. I mean, just the opening prologue where they're going through the pyramid and seeing Apocalypse and his transfer, it's got this awesome percussion just going on and like Gregorian chants just dun 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 Yeah, that, that really opening cool. scene was very promising. Yeah, good I, I did really like that opening scene. That sort of conveyed his power. His horsemen were badass at that point. Yeah. Those four protectors were really cool. And you could see that they were everybody was just worshiping them. And then you see one guard like nod to another. And you're like, oh, there's gonna be a coup. They're gonna fuck this up. Yeah, you see him give them those little yeah. those little hand signals. The little hand signals. Yeah, that was nifty. Um, but then boom, you go right from the prologue where he's you know trapped in that plasma tomb, and you just hear the drums like you know. Yeah. We the leading whole crowd that. was like, oh yeah. I was like, woo, and then they break through the little uh, swastika. And yeah, the, the time tone. It shows, oh, yeah, it shows the time tone. They break through the swastika. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. So that was cool. cool. It was just great hearing the theme again, and I just think John Ottman's an awesome composer. Now, keep in mind, he does the music for these movies, and he co-edits. So he knows how to make his score perfectly weave through the film in a way not other composers are allowed to do that because he actually gets to edit the movie itself. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always good when you have your... The people who make the score actually helping out the movie because yeah, like John, he reminds me of like, John Carpenter because he'd mm -hmm. score a lot of his own movies too. He would. Oh yeah, he did. I know Ennio Morricone did the thing, but that came from an idea. John Carpenter came up with the theme. He also did the music to Starman. I think he did. He did Big Trouble in Little China. Did he? Yeah, those badass you know uh, electric guitar beats. And yeah, stuff that, like that. that's a classic one too. Oh god, if, I know they're trying to remake that with The Rock and. God bless, but you're it, not. Is it is it the Rock doing the new Big Trouble in that, Little China? That's the word last I heard about. That's it. not it's, fucking necessary. <laughs> I I wish them a lot of luck. It's not gonna. Touch and you're gonna have the, the Rock doing one. the Jumanji reboot. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, is this the yeah. first you heard of this, Dean? Wayne Johnson's all yeah. over the. Remake, They're doing uh, a Jumanji uh, remake with Kevin Hart and the Rock. All I have to ask is, have you seen the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> have you seen the Tooth Fairy? Sadly, yeah. You've seen the Tooth Fairy, but it took me like fucking a couple months to get you to watch Star Wars. But you watched the Tooth Fairy willingly. That's yeah, so what my grandma. Okay, I guess. Cable we, makes it easy. Yeah, I guess when your grandma asks you to watch a movie with her, you kind of got to do it. Cable makes it easy. Oh wait, no, I was with my my cousin and my grandma. Okay, that's fucking uncalled for. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, shit had to happen, man. All right, I was high. Anyway, right? How high do you have to, how high do you have to get to watch the Tooth Fairy? High enough to believe that my fucking teeth themselves were falling out. That's okay. High that's enough. cool. Yeah. Was how how did how did it feel seeing Dwayne Johnson in a tutu? It was the best part. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, though, the fucking acting was shit. I'm sorry, but after seeing him in a tutu and seeing that acting, I'm good. I don't want to watch anything with Dwayne. I like the rundown. 
That was all right. I think I that's, like the rundown. I think that's his kind of spot of like roles to play. Like honestly, if they made him the Punisher, shoot me if I'm wrong, but I think he would make a badass Punisher. I'll probably just end up shooting you after the podcast. Yeah, then. <laughs> but I think he just looked badass, man. Like I think that's something he can play. But like, because really John Bernthal just fucking knocked that shit out of the fucking party. No, yeah, he, he did. He did we do know a way he does. better job. Do you want? And you somehow seen season two of Daredevil? No. <laughs> How do you know who John? Wait, I thought you were talking about the other guy, the dude who played the Punisher. Yeah, John Bernthal in season two of Daredevil. No, or, who's the dude who originally played the Punisher? Dolph Lundgren. Not Dolph, don't say... That guy's badass, man. <laughs> you know damn well he was the first Punisher. Yeah. Time-wise. I yeah. know you want to say Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane was the one who did the next one, who yeah. also did that uh, short film, um, Dirty Laundry. That's right. The Dirty Laundry Punisher Wait, short no, film. no, that's the one. I, that's the guy I like. That guy. Okay, not the blonde guy? What? No, fuck no. See, I okay. mean, that, cool. I'm only I'm old enough to know that shit. I, I know what you're talking about, and, <laughs> and I was like, okay, because now I'm learning a whole bunch more shit about Dean that Dean has seen movies that I did not think he had seen. Punisher's badass, yeah. Punisher's <laughs> badass. I can't. Do you, do you have any closing statements on X Men until you violent? Till we venture into our final. I I I don't say skip it. I see see it. Um, uh, I yeah. I'll always if encourage you like the see previous X Men, you're you're gonna take something good away from it. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, you got three big hitters this year. You have Batman v Superman. You have Civil War and X Men. X Men is just like the fucking cool kids smoking weed behind the school. Yeah, I mean, Civil War and Batman, they were, they were, you know, they were really fighting for that spot. And, and the whole time, got their agendas too. Both movies had their agendas. X Men's like, dude, we're just fucking X Men movies. Yeah, Come you're right. With us. The whole time, X Men's just smoking weed, you know, smoking, <laughs> smoking in the boys' room. And they're just, they're cool as hell. Their powers are awesome. Their interplay is rad. Um, they need to expand their rogues gallery outside of Magneto a little bit. Yeah, yeah but okay. um, you know, and Apocalypse was, you know. I know they tried, but in the end, the movie still ended up being about Magneto. Yeah, it did. So. And I'll, I'll never tell anyone not to see a movie. I mean, everyone's going to have a different opinion than me. Go, go see it. Go yeah. see it so you can talk about yeah, it. Go see it Apocalypse. so you can have your opinion. Because most of the time, your opinion will be different than my opinion. It will be different than Matt's opinion. And it will probably be way different than Dean's opinion. My opinion is always right. Okay. God damn. <laughs> Some oh. spit right there. Bring that back when we, do a, when we do a Star Wars podcast again. <laughs> Sick. Um, I'll beat him in his chair if we do the Star yeah. Wars podcast. The final thing I want to touch on for today as we're getting kind of closer and closer is um, the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah. Yeah, and Ghostbusters. Dean, have you you've at least seen the original Ghostbusters, right? He's got that dopey look on his face. Have you seen says, the original Ghostbusters? I'm about to disappoint Marcus something fierce. No. You haven't seen the original Ghostbusters. I'm aware of the characters. <laughs> okay, we're all aware of the characters. Okay. Have you seen the second Ghostbusters? I'm aware of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's his fifth of fucking, uh, he's playing the fifth. Yeah, can you describe the movie for me? Yeah, there's ghosts, they gotta fucking save the day, they save the day, <laughs> fuck that donut guy, cool. It's not Where? a donut guy, it's a state puff marshmallow Where man. Where did the ghost touch you, Dean? <laughs> yeah. Show me on the, show, show me on, on the, the doll. Wow. <laughs> well, as a lot of you guys know, and a lot of you might be furious about, a lot of you might be, you know, real, real stoked about, there is, I mean, unless you've been living under a goddamn rock, there's yeah. a Ghostbusters reboot coming. Mm -hmm. uh, reboot, remake, reimagining, yeah. whatever you're going to call it. And Matt, how, how do you feel about How do you feel about it? Because I know you're a diehard Ghostbusters fan, uh, and I have friends listening you know, to this who are diehard Ghostbusters fans. This gimmicky Ghostbusters, and that's pretty much all it is, would not feel so wrong if we as Ghostbusters fans had not waited with bated breath for decades for them to fucking drum up a part three with the original four. Yeah, a reunion. 
And I, I got to mostly blame Bill Murray for this because he dragged his fucking feet for decades. I may do it. I may not do it. They better kill me in it, turn me into a vending machine. I know he's a fucking, you know, goofy Andy Kaufman right now, but you're basically burying a franchise that people are begging to come back. Mm -hmm. And it never gelled. Harold Ramis died. Yeah, oh, God rest his soul, dude. And you basically got your nail in the original Ghostbusters coming back for... Yeah, because you're not going to come back with Harold Ramis. I mean, I wouldn't want to see it. Egon was awesome. Yeah. Harold Ramis co-wrote it with... uh, He's the whole head scientist behind all of it. You can't do without him. No, you need him. You need your Donatello. Um, So, just... When I heard what they were pulling together was a Ghostbusters movie, and then they threw this line at us, and it's four females. And I'm like, what the fuck for? Yeah, uh... Women Empowerment, man. That's what's big right now. Star Wars did the same shit. Okay, I get Women Empowerment, and I get, you know, trying to cast more diverse, like, African-American and Asian-American roles, but, like, you don't go about that by taking the fucking easy road out and just taking a property that's already established and race swapping or gender swapping. Right. You need to create brand new original characters. Yeah. You don't just recycle old ones. That's not empowerment. Well, they're not playing the original character. Yeah, that's not empowerment. That's just being lazy. Yeah, I think my my biggest problem isn't that it's four women in a movie playing, you know, Ghostbusters. It's the way the film is presenting it saying, this is definitely our gimmick. It's four women. Ghostbusters the movie is the gimmick. It doesn't need that is what I'm yeah. saying. You could have like a guy, a girl, and then like, you know, like don't make that your thing. Like this is a women's Ghostbuster movie. Yeah, you're going to alienate. Hell, there's a lot of women I know that are alienated by the idea of this. Mm-hmm. They're like, God, did it have to be? They're, they're basically jamming it down our throats is how I felt. And I have no problem with... Um, women's empowerment and the yeah. feminine drive right now. Like I said on previous podcasts, I love Ray and the Force Awakens. I love, um, um, oh God, what the hell's her name? This is gonna bug me. Phasma. Right yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Brain of Tarth, exactly. Uh, uh, Captain Phasma, Gwendolyn Christie is doing awesome. And if you saw Mad Max oh, Fury Road, yes. it wasn't a Mad Max film. No, it was it... all about Imperial Furiosa. And the wives that made their escape, it was fucking badass. And that's what I'm talking about. That's that's, that's empowerment. Fine. That makes that's, sense. That's making brand new characters with their own backstory that, that little girls can actually look up to. Yeah. They're not just rehashing something. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, you don't want a movie with four women in the lead? I'm like, yeah, I do. Not Ghostbusters. Yeah, not Ghostbusters. I mean, don't yeah. make that your thing. That's yeah. protected stock. If, fucking, if I heard an announcement tomorrow... That uh, Vince Vaughn, Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, and um, oh, Kevin Hart are in a brand new hilarious wedding comedy. Groomsmen coming to a. Th- I'd be like, <laughs> fuck you. That's a bullshit political remake of Bridesmaids. Yeah. An amazing comedy with four women in the lead that was funny, fresh, original, and wasn't Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. If they make Groomsmen tomorrow, I'll be like, that's bullshit. It's a gimmick. There's no need for that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's the same argument where they're coming out. People are now pushing... There's there's two things. They're pushing for Captain America to have a boyfriend, and then they're pushing for a female James Bond. Let the story just tell itself. Keep your agenda and quotas out of it. Yeah, man. make a I, new story. Make an original one with, like, that kind of shit. You don't gotta fucking... Yeah, I mean, you make an original thing, I'll praise, I'll praise it to death. 
I actually don't have a huge... See, here's the thing. It depends on how much you protect the property. I don't really have a bad uh, feeling when they talk about a female bond. I think that would shatter the ceiling and be amazing as long as she was an awesome bond. Well, because you, you can just make a really good spy movie with a female lead. Yeah, you totally could. James Bond is a male actor. If you just all of a sudden like, okay, double, this is 007 now. Make 006. Well, they're talking about Jane Bond or something like that. Yeah. First of all, it's not really going to happen. Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those, fan, it's one of those fan petitions. and. But I, th I think it would be really cool, actually. They're talking about a female uh, sort of remake of uh, Ocean's Eleven. And I'm like, I could get into that. Just don't do the exact same thing where you're robbing a Vegas casino. There's actually a funny bit I heard about the, that by, I think it's John Mulaney, where he does a bit. If they made a female Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. um, like, nine of them would be, you know, conspirating while the other, while the other like, three or so kind of argue and talk about the others in the corner. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's funny. I get it. A little, little stereotypical. But, um, but it could work. It could work, yeah. No, I mean they're talking about Jennifer Lawrence leading, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, stop, be, stop recycling Jennifer Lawrence. I like Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she's good in her own stuff, but stop trying to use her for franchises. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know she's doing a male version of Tomb Raider. A male version of Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Same booty shorts and everything. Oh, God damn it! You use the dude from fucking Reno 911. Oh, exactly. God, yeah, that would put, put Channing Tatum <laughs> in some fucking like booty shorts. Fuck yes. Oh shit. That's funny. The Tomb Raider. Do you, do you think do you think that uh, the shit that Ghostbusters and uh, Paul Feig is that his yeah, name? Yeah. And the actresses himself. Do you think all that shit that they're catching is kind of going overboard or? No. Well, yeah, I do because unfortunately I know the internet now, and most people don't really know how to express a negative opinion without threatening somebody. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of fucking bad shit come their way. You know, death threats, this and that. Fucking, you should be raped in the face for doing Ghostbusters. Like, dude, cool out. Be a human being for a half beat, please. Fucking keyboard, keyboard warriors just drive me batshit. Yeah, I mean, you, um, go, you go to the comment section of any comic book post or anything, yeah. you're going to see some... <laughs> like, I can sit and I can offer my opinion of why I think it's not going to work. I can tell you deficiencies in characters I'm seeing. I can tell you the fact that Leslie Jones has no talent whatsoever aside from being an angry black woman. <laughs> Sorry if that's racially charged, but watch SNL. It's the fucking truth. And Melissa McCarthy is just sort of... She can open anything. She's a big name. She's doing great. I think she's just doing this for a goof. And the other two characters, Kristen Wiig and then Kate McKinnon, they're just sort of... They look like they're just cookie cutters. Kate McKinnon is actually one of the ones that's making me kind of want to see. Kate McKinnon's awesome because she can elevate material. Yeah, and let's not bullshit ourselves here. Yeah. We're all going to see it. I was telling that to Val. I'm like, you know what? I have to. It's, it's drawn up enough curiosity that I have to go see what the fuck happened. Yeah, like we're, we're going to see this you movie. Know. It doesn't matter how much. And every single person you see commenting on these, they're also going to see it. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. They're going to go see this no, movie. Ghostbusters, it's it's a smart investment because it's critic proof. It's yeah. going to be decided not by whoever writes for the New York Times. The fans, the people who have hung in there since 1984 are going to decide this one. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all going to pay money to see it. Every... Every comic movie that's coming out, every reboot, remake, we're going to see Fair warning, though. Uh, Ghostbusters tested about a month and a half ago in Van Nuys in its almost final form, and it tested into the ground. It yeah. was horrible for what people said. They said the movie can't get out of the way of the fact that it's uh, about four women. Um, at one point, Leslie Jones' character says to a little girl... Um, did that man call you a bitch? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, well, you be the bitch you want to be, bitch, and leaves. And the girl's like 12. And I'm like, what? It's empowering. 
what the fuck? And so, and to me, the special effects look like uh, uh, the B-roll of pixels. Oh, There's nothing God. scary looking about it. They all look like House of the... Not even House of the Dead, because that had good monsters. This looks like, oh, fucking Casper had a rave. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's like spot the fuck on. Uh, that's Dude, what I think. You look like you wanted to say something, and I stopped you. Did you... What? Oh, no, I'm not going to pay money to see any of those movies you were talking about previously. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because I'll, I'll be buying your ticket for you. We're not going? Well, we're going to have to. Only Wolverine? I love that he's forcing the... <laughs> theater experience on you. Yeah. <laughs> I really I'm actually very proud of Dean right now because he saw X-Men twice. Dean did him good? Like, I I, I watched X-Men once. <laughs> X-Men, he saw it twice. You saw what? Apocalypse twice? Yeah. Wow. So, like, I'm gonna have you on this podcast. Like, I know you don't want to go see these movies, but, like, like, you gotta come watch this with me. That's why you have such dope and lucid notes. And he watched it twice. I didn't watch it twice. Yeah. Dean watched it twice. Yeah. Huh. That's dedication. That, I'm impressed, dude. Um, Came correct. I mean, we're uh, <laughs> reaching the end of the show here, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening again. I want to give my guest some time to, to plug some shit. Um, Matt, I understand you have a comedy show coming up. Yeah, I'm going to drag your ass to that one. June 5th, Flappers at Burbank. Um, I'm going to be with uh, Bobby Oliver and her troupe down there, the Dow of Comedy. Stand-up comedians, we have a kick-ass showcase happening at 5 p.m. Tickets are $10 through me, and uh, basically just look for Matt Biller on Facebook. I have the link there. And I also have a show coming up June 11th. Um, where the hell? Well, basically, uh, look up the Laugh Riot Girl Festival, also sponsored by Bobby, Bobby Oliver. I'll be playing June 11th um, at that. That will be a, a 6.30 show as well. So uh, come see me and laugh your nuts loose. Sweet. <laughs> um, Dean, I want to give you some time to plug the chapel that we are sitting in right now today, SoCali Sound Studio. Just tell them what you offer here. Fucking pretty much anything that has to do with sound, man. You need that live sound, you need that recording studio sound, you need that fucking, you just need to edit for like your podcast, you need to edit for your little dance routine because you do fucking yoga and shit for your peoples. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you got a fucking cheerleading camp and you want them to dance the shit and you need me to edit some songs because I can do whatever the fuck you need. You just gotta ask me pretty much. I just do sound. Tell, tell them about the firepower you. I want a here. brochure of that, just verbatim. Like yeah. a threefold brochure that opens up. But it actually <laughs> you got reads. some. You got some cheerleader shit you gotta take care of. I got that. Uh, got you it. and your you and your yoga bitches. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you kind of selling yourself short here, dude. Tell tell them what we tell them what you do here. Tell them the firepower you're packing. Awesome man, I'd rather just show them. Oh, wow. I like that. Wow. Don't bury the lead, man. Yeah, yeah you, you can find them on how do how do people, how do people get a hold of you. 909-717-3149. Hey, say it one more time and slow. 909-717-3149. I don't know how you actually made your voice like semi-robotic. There at the end, there's a little... I'm going to crank all the fuck out of you now, though. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have given your number away in the air, especially people listening to this. It'll be fun. It will be fun. I'll have more fun than they will calling me. Just get this response ready when you get a call. Is this fucking Matt? Either that or yes, I do provide a good time. Yes, I do. Because I'm also going to be riding on the inside of bathroom stalls everywhere. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Mark Simon signing off. Say goodbye, Matt. Yeah, man. Take it easy. And Dean. unit on you. Yeah. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Dean, I'm so proud of you. 
Thanks. Good on you. I'm so fucking proud that you sat through what might be more than an hour and a half. We gotta check the fucking time on that bitch, but you fucking did it. Felt like a tight 90. Yeah, my it, the, the last one felt a little bit short, but fucking mm. this one, I think we got spot on. Sweet. You're coming next week. Cool. The Live Wire is brought to you by Jurassic Park Cinnamon Cookies, an adventure 65 million years in the baking. These are to be shot for that one. That shit. That was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm getting real 1940s. That's fucking straight beer oil. <laughs> that was using the baking. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>